If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. But let me explain. It is free, people. They have creative tools that will allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, which will make your life a lot easier. And this way it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, and many other apps that play podcasts. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Just go to the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm online to get started and you can thank me later. To our world podcast show with your host, Netboy and Doc. Uh, Netboy, how are you today, my friend? Everything is good. Um, it was a great weekend. How was yours? Mine was beautiful, man. Football, good food, relaxation. I mean, we had a ton of rain, some horrible storms, but, you know, that, that, that's to be expected sometimes. So, But other than that, everything is lovely. I got no complaints. Oh, that's great. It was a big weekend. Uh, did, did you have to... Did you uh, partake or get to see any of that Women's March on Washington? Yes, I did. Not only did we have the Women's March on Washington, I have to say something about that. Ladies, you kick ass, ladies. I'm so proud of the women around the world who partaked. Uh, I believe the movement is 10 actions in 100 days. Uh, it's a beautiful thing. You'll show people how to do it. You're peaceful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got your shit together. Women seem to have their shit together when they have a cause. I don't know where they were at the voting booth, but they seem to be upset now and saying our voices will be heard. So for that, I'm very proud of them. I stand behind them 150 percent. I think they were at the voting booth. I just think that our electoral college is a is a issue that we need to fix in this country. Yes, but I, I don't know if I don't know if that's going to change. Sometimes it works for for the right person, and it, sometimes it works for the wrong person. And uh, I, I say with no hesitation, right now coming out of the gate, this guy is the wrong guy. I mean, he has not displayed an ounce of presidential type behavior. Yeah, I agree. I mean, even sun, I think it was Sunday morning, he sent out a tweet saying. He watched the protest yesterday, but was under the influence that uh, the election happened. Why didn't these people vote? I'm like, dude, you lost by three million popular votes. So obviously, uh, obviously, these people did vote. It's just that we have the electoral college system in place. Yeah, I mean, what president gets on TV and bitches and moans, and then and you know, in front of the CIA, sends this other clown. This was the most uh, attended, most viewed inauguration of all times. You know, we have bigger fish to fry. Than, oh, yes. Yeah. And, and we're not supposed to believe our lying eyes. Our lying eyes, we've seen the pictures. Okay, that first picture might have been a really bogus because if that was the case, it looked like nobody, you know, was there. I'm going to say that a lot of people showed up, but... The most no, he's he's it's that's delusional. Yeah, I think he was more concerned with people showing up and that his he wanted it to be the biggest spectacle ever when it wasn't. And but then he sends out that his press secretary did say that, but then his um his 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 senior counselor Kellyanne Conway gets on TV and talk about alternative facts. Did you get a chance to hear about that? 
No, I did not. I, I, I have to explore that. Yeah, she got. She was being questioned on like one of the Sunday morning shows, and they was asking her why would his press secretary state those lies to the to the press? And she basically was saying, "Well, those are the alternative facts." And I'm like, "Alternative facts equal lies to me." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alternative facts. It, it's it's uh. He's more concerned with still being a reality TV star. It's like ratings. This is this is people's life. The presidency is serious, serious business. I don't know who the real powers that be are. You know, like the people that pull the strings. Because all presidents seem to have people behind the scenes who pull the strings. Yeah. They have not decided to start pulling these freaking strings yet. And saying, you know, my friend, you're going to make speeches that sound presidential. You're going to conduct yourself in a presidential manner. There is a standard. I mean, Did you watch the inauguration on Friday? I watched bits and pieces. The inauguration is a very, very boring, long, drawn-out process. You know, it's it, what it starts wee hours of the morning and it doesn't enter the wee hours of the evening and then you gotta be careful where you watch and what you watch you know I flip by Fox when I wanna get totally pissed off for 10 minutes if my life is going too good I turn to Fox just to get angry then I go over to fake news as he says CNN then I go to MSNBC so I'm everywhere BBC I'm, I'm all over the place with this plus the internet and you know this day had to come the day had to come. We had to get to the point where the inauguration was going to happen. And, it, you know, the, he goes from uh, president-elect to Mr. President. Well, we got to yeah. deal with that now. Now, I, let I, me I, ask you a question. I, mm -hmm. What do you think about the celebrity black support of Trump? Uh, when you say celebrity black, who are we talking about? Cause, we are talking uh, about the Harvey's. Uh, well, actually, I've seen, like, people that kind of shocked me is, like, Ice Cube, Harvey, well, Shaq, that's not a surprise. You know, people like that who will actually support. And, and the reason I say that is I have no problem with anybody in this country supporting Donald Trump if Donald Trump is going to be the president of the people. My yeah, I agree. Prob my problem is Donald Trump being not the president of all people and people walking out of meetings with Donald Trump proclaiming his greatness when he's think, done nothing. I think uh, D.L. Hughley said it best. Why are you going after entertainers and athletes to to meet with them instead of meeting with policymakers? There's nothing an athlete or entertainer is going to be able to do to make some form of change happen for you. So why why are you meeting with the the policymakers or people that have influence on creating some form of policymaker um, changes. Steve yeah. Harvey actually mentioned that he 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 didn't appreciate the the he wasn't expecting the the bashing that he received after uh, meeting with Trump. But I mean, it was warranted because uh, you just basically showed up and allowed Trump to use you as a photo op. Yeah, and and the, and the thing is, I guess I don't know if everybody knows. This election that just passed, the Congressional, Congressional Black Caucus actually had the most members, members voted in, in, in the history of a general election. 49. These are policymakers, and he has not met with one of them. 
But he's met with Jim Brown, Kanye West, Steve exactly. Harvey. It's for, it's for me, it's like photo ops, and then you turn around and you say, well, I don't need celebrities. Who needs celebrities? But then you're, you're, you're asking to meet with them so you can get in the picture with them um, later on. Right. It doesn't make sense to me. And it, it's, it's a way to deflect. It's a great way to deflect because if people, if, if the black community spends so much time focusing on being angry at XYZ celebrity, they won't look into the real issue. Whatever the real issue may be. First of all, putting, even nominating unqualified people for certain jobs. I'm not qualified to be your surgeon, your eye doctor, your dentist. I didn't go to school. I didn't go to school for that, so I don't have those qualifications. And a comedian does not have the qualifications to run housing and development. Nor does a brain surgeon. Well, the brain surgeon, he should have been like the, the head of health and uh, the chief of health and uh, medicine or something. How did yeah, you what about him? the attorney general of, uh, you know, he could be the attorney general. Yeah. You I'm know, like, and, I don't understand. Just because he lived in the projects, now all of a sudden he's qualified to oversee the unit. Right. And you know what? They have, these people have, uh, especially Harvey. Harvey's a multimillionaire. He's had plenty of years and opportunities between that talk show that he has if he wanted to stand up for HUD or whatever, the, you know, the urban development, he could have did that on his own without a Trump, without an Obama, without anybody. I'm sure, I don't even know what channel he's on because I don't watch his show, but I'm sure they could have supported him. I well, mean, he does he, have a, he, not to defend Harvey, but he does have a thing he put on every year. It's like called the, I, don't, I think it's called like the Hoodie Awards, where he awards like to like best schools in the urban community. Uh, best teachers in the urban community. So he does have something where he's trying to reach out. I don't know if by meeting with Donald Trump, he was trying to put that on a larger platform, but I just think it was the wrong move for him and uh, Trump at this time when when everything is up in arms. Yes, especially since nobody is forcing this man or even advising this man that if we are going to do this, you owe us some form of apology for the actions your your actions these it's almost 18 months of rallying up a lunatic fringe if you will because these you know it's it's all i've said this before and i say it again and it really disturbs me it's like some people have been sitting in the shadows they've been hiding in the, in the dark and the okay has been given to say act as racist and as stupid as you possibly as homophobic and sexist as you possibly can towards whoever you can on the other side and it's fine because there are 66 million people who back this doctrine and it, it makes no sense it's like people, some people would say well the racists voted for Donald Trump but that's not true but I would say that everyone that voted for Donald Trump may have not been racist but racist people did vote for Donald Trump there is racist and sexist let's not forget some people would rather vote dig up Hitler and vote him for president before they would vote a woman. They had eight years of a black man, and that was all they can stand, and they not standing for a woman. Uh, she had political, she has a political background. She has a husband who was the president of this country for eight years, pretty popular president. So she has somebody who lays in bed with her who could be a great advisor. I mean, and we decided to to knock that out the park. So now everybody says, 
You know, if it was Sanders, he would have won. I don't think this country would have voted in a Jewish person. I don't. I don't believe that for a second. This, yeah, this, do you think Trump is uh, have religious views? You know what? I don't know if Trump believes in what he's saying about a god. I don't. And and you know that 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 makes me think about another thing. You know, we um. When did we become a country where supposedly it's one country, one religion? It's it, this country is. Gazillion religions. There are some people praying to rocks, stones, dogs, cats, rats, bats, the dude down the block. There is no one religion in this country. Yeah, I we are not one nation under anyway. God. Yeah, we it's like it's turned into a Christian nation, which I thought it was supposed to be separation between church and state. Also, but lately it seemed like everything is being based off of religion. What about just freedom? Freedom of religion means also freedom to not practice religion at all. At all. I mean, now let's think about, when we think about America and think about religion, let's think about some of the religious iconic role models. You know, what, a week or so ago, Eddie Long passed away. Here's a guy who preached against homosexuality for most of his career, and he might have been a closet homosexual on on the DL himself. Yeah, I don't understand how people was like up in arms about his death, rest in peace, all over social media. I'm like, uh, this guy was just accused of coercing four or five guys into sexual favors. Uh, I don't understand how people work, how this country works sometimes. Well, you you get it. Whoever has the most popularity wins. There is. Okay, put it this way. You go on any social media website, right? Any of them. I'm not going to give any of them any props over the other. Any of them. And you pick, say, because her name is so big, I'm going to go with her. You go say two words bad about, say you say a a bad word about Beyonce's little toe. You can legitimately have 500 people attack you, your mother. (laughs) Yeah, you talk about Beyonce, you may have to kill yourself. Yeah, it's that's the that's where we live right now. Celebrities are to the point where they are such iconic figures, they are gods now. Celebrities have become gods in this culture. And, and this is how a celebrity was nominally well, won the presidency of the United States. You know, I said something to my wife yesterday. And it, it might not make a lot of sense, but I, I hope that I can explain it where it does make sense. Barack Obama was the first version of anybody could become president. You know that that model that you tell kids you could become anything? Yeah. Because it was, you, I'm older than you, and it was unbelievable to me that a black man would become president of the United States. But Donald Trump is the real example of anybody can become anything in this country. Think about it. Unqualified, nasty, mean, no policy, bizarre looking, three times divorce, a wife who barely speaks English, who's been half nude in magazines, and he became the president. So he's really the living example that anybody can become anything in this country, which is crazy to me. I agree, because if Obama had five kids with three baby mothers, he wouldn't even been nominated to run for president. If he was divorced one, just one time. 
He had to be squeaky clean. Squeaky clean, man. Well, let's lighten up a little. You watch any of the games yesterday? Yeah, man. Um, it was a disappointing uh, day for football. I mean, the, the Packers got blown out. The Steelers got blown out. It, it was just disappointing all around. You know what? I am not a Packers. I'm not a Patriots fan. But I will admit that I am a Brady fan. I love the way they operate on that team. And we watched, we watched Brady sit in that pocket and dissect that Pittsburgh's defense. He could have been back there making sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> texting. He could have been sending tweets out. He it had so long. There was some points that I looked at the game and I was like, uh, Belichick should take Brady out. He took some unnecessary hits at the end of the game. Sounds like he had no reason to be in there. But I would say everyone's going to be asking, who is Chris Hogan? He had 180 yards and two touchdowns. Do you think he's the new Wes Walker or is Tom Brady just that good? Tom Brady's that good, that system's that good, and they exploit. Think about it. Hogan, I think there's another one called White. Then you got Edelman and uh, Amendola. So they come at you. I mean, New England's got something going on that nobody even knows. They tap into the small white guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, maybe that'll become a new trend because all the rest of the teams have these bigger black wide receivers, and they have been for, what, probably most of your lifetime. New England yeah. is like the last home for the small little white. It's not like they're the fastest dudes either. But they play it within that system, and Brady just eats your ass up. I guess the brothers that be playing DBs be like, he ain't going to burn me until you see him run by you five times in a game. It's insane. 180 yards, two touchdowns. I'm like, that, that, that was insane. And Edelman had a good Steelers game. better defense. No. You know what? The Steelers had a horrible defense the first 10 games of the season. The last six games of the season, they were halfway decent. So they kind of fooled people going into the playoffs. Now, Green Bay had no defense to begin with, no running game. I didn't give them a chance to win that game, but Atlanta looked so I mean, Atlanta looked, they reminded me of the Rams, the yeah, Showtime Rams. Strong. I mean, Matt Ryan had four touchdowns and a rushing touchdown. It was, it was, it was insane. But on the, for the Green Bay, I didn't like. After they lost the game, people started making excuses like the commentators, like, oh, Rodgers may have been sick with the flu this week. I'm like, don't make excuses. Y'all didn't make excuses for them when they beat uh, Dallas. They didn't make excuses for them when they beat the Giants. Now, all of a sudden, he gets blown out. Oh, he may have had the flu this week. Oh, yeah, injury bug. You know what it is? People have their tongue so far up Aaron Rodgers' ass that you can't even watch a sports show on television. It's it's insane. I watch these sports shows, and they actually, there are people out there who put Aaron Rodgers above Tom Brady as far as greatness goes. How do you compare a guy with one Super Bowl ring and one Super Bowl appearance to a guy who's been to the Super Bowl seven times and already has four rings in his pocket and maybe gets number five in the beginning of February? The thing is, cause it's easy for everyone to hate the uh, the Tom Brady it's like the LeBron effect. Everyone that hates LeBron will be the same for Tom Brady. Yeah, this is, you know, I don't, I don't, I'll, I'll never ever understand it as long as I live, man. I would say something did come good out of this weekend. Um, 
the Falcons owner actually said that he's going to take all his employees to the Super Bowl. I thought that was a, a great gesture because these guys that's behind the scenes never really get rewarded for for their efforts th- throughout the year. Yeah, that's a beautiful thing. You know, he owns uh, Home Depot, so he is a billionaire several times over. Yeah, well, that's pretty good. I, I mean, I looked at it into it, and I think the only other two teams to do it was the Golden State did it when they won, and the Panthers did it last year. I wonder if this could become a new trend. Yeah, it sounds like it. You know what? I thought it was pretty cool that the Cavaliers gave everybody in the organization rings, like even oh, the security guards. Oh, that's awesome. I think the Patriots did that, too, two years ago. Everybody that worked at Foxborough or whatever that new stadium is in Foxborough, they all got Super Bowl rings. Maybe they wouldn't be to the dimensions of the players, but a ring, you know, stating the year, blah, 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 that you was involved in the organization, something to show their appreciation. You know what? It's nice when somebody's got more than enough for several lifetimes gives back to the people who help make them. Because that dude that's, that's, you know, taking the tickets, he helps that team get along. Every, every, everybody's a part of the wheel, you know, and it keeps, it keeps it in motion, which is a beautiful thing. I'm, I'm never mad at something like that. Never, ever mad. Yeah, I agree. Uh, plus, I, I feel like it gives the, the guys that's not at the highest bracket of the salary a, a chance to do something they'll probably never get. How many people get a chance to go to the Super Bowl? That's true. And you also feel like, listen... My part that I play, it, it, it matters. I'm, I'm not uh, invisible because, you know, some of these people, they probably, you know, some of them, they come in and they actually speak to these guys. You see the guy that's in the locker room who takes care of the towels or, or whatever. He, he, he might not be ignored. He might be highly thought of. But, you know, when bonus time comes, he's usually ignored. So it's nice to see that something like that, you know, does come to them. Yeah, because I could barely get people to get me a sandwich here. <laughs> they, won't need, they won't even treat you out to lunch. Some of them will walk right past you in the hallway, won't even say good morning or good afternoon. It's just insane. I've, been, I've, I've, I've had jobs like that in my life, for sure, where I guess it depends on the day and the time. I mean, never disrespectful, but, you know, because I don't, I don't require much from coworkers. Me and you have worked together, so you know that. I don't require much, especially as when it comes to a lot of um, good times. I always, I was always one. I like to keep the separation between work and home as much as I possibly can. I mean, I can work and sit next to you for months, and you might never he- ever actually hear me say good morning, ever, <laughs> ever. I mean, and it's not a disrespectful thing. I wasn't raised by wolves. It's just. I don't know what a good morning is to you, and I don't want to put that pressure on you. I'll say hello, and you know, as we go through the day in our normal conversation. But you might not want to be bothered with me. I'm never, I've never been arrogant enough to say that somebody wants to be bothered with my shit, so I don't put it on them. What if someone is you're walking down the hall and someone says good morning? Would you just ignore them? No, 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 no. I, I greet energy for energy. If you give me a certain kind of energy, I'm going to give it back. I don't care how it is. If it's negative, I might return that negativity twofold. Positivity, I'm going to actually, if you be positive towards me, I'm going to definitely, hey, how's it going? Yeah, See, I but, feel like an ass when I say good morning to someone. They just look at you and keep on walking. I was like, okay, mental note, not to speak to you again. 
See, here's something that anybody has ever been in sales before in their life. When I say this, they will understand me. You learn very early if you ever sold anything. One thing you never ask somebody is how you're doing. So I got that mind frame from a time when I used to do sales. See, because here it goes. I'm asking you right now, Netboy, how you doing? And you just tell me, oh, shit, man, my kids are a pain in the ass. My dog just fucking died. And my auntie is sick. Now I got all this shit in my mind. All because I asked you one stupid ass question. How you doing? <laughs> so I yeah. avoid that. I, the only person that I'm required to ask that per day is my wife when she gets up. Baby, how you doing? Because I'm glad to see, one, that she's alive. Two, okay, good. I have not been laying in bed next to a dead person. And now, you know, she's going to tell me what she, And, you know, if, if it's too bad what she's telling me, I'm like, damn, why did I ask her? <laughs> but by some kind of marriage law, I'm required to ask her, how you doing? You know, yeah, I'm not as I'm not sociable as I mean I'm sociable to people that I know, but if I don't really know you, I probably just say good morning and keep it moving. But I don't want to have a full conversation because sometimes you meet these people that just talks and go on and on and on. And I have friends that just talks too much, so I learned if you don't engage them by looking them in the eye, you get to say what you need to say and just keep it moving. Yeah, but you don't have that person at work. That every time that you ask that simple question, it becomes that long, drawn-out conversation? Yeah, I have a guy I, a guy at work that no one likes talking to because everything he talks about is, is, is just... First off, he starts the conversation off from when he woke up or what, what he did late, late last night. And I'm like, dude, no one cares. All I said was good morning to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes enough is enough, man. I don't want to actually hear everything... That you had to do. See, I, I'm still a stranger where I live. I've been here now a little over four years. I haven't made any uh, connections at all. And I'm actually happy with that. I actually like being on my island here by myself. I don't bother them. Nobody bothers me. It's a beautiful thing. I don't speak to my neighbors. I mean, I've had neighbors, uh, you know, I've actually had the displeasure of watching a neighbor of mine's have sex with his woman, wife, whoever it was. It was it was traumatic. <laughs> I came out of my deck. I come out of my deck. I come out there every morning to catch some fresh air because the, the air is beautiful. You know, you got the birds humming. I mean, we got beautiful birds, man. Cardinals, blue jays, geese, duck, all that shit that I don't see when I lived in Brooklyn. No pigeons, no sparrows here. Uh, you know, Oreos. And I look out the window, and I'm watching this guy get off of his wife. And I said to myself, this fucking guy, I mean, you know, it's natural, but he's, you know, we have cultural differences. Listen, black people love curtains. We love shades. We're going to have those. This fucking guy's got his shades drawn, curtain drawn back. And so I had to actually knock on his door and ask him, don't. Please don't do this again. You know, you got to have the fucking shade down or something. I mean, because I'm not going to not go on my own deck because you're getting a morning piece. You know, be human. Be neighborly. Pull the fucking he probably shade wanted down. To, he probably wanted you to see it. He probably like, I know this guy comes out on his deck every morning. Let me give him a show. 
And he did. It was disgusting. I didn't like it, man. I didn't like, you know what? I didn't like it at all. Now, naturally, you have to look. I'm, I, I'm not an insane person, people. I had to look, but I was like, you know what? Damn. And it was, I caught him full front. He, it wasn't like he didn't know I was dead. He looked me directly, looked directly at me. <laughs> he could have gave me the fucking, you know, like a Mentos commercial. He could have just stuck his thumb up in the air at me. Like, and I was like, oh, man. So, I, you know, I'm the type of person who I like to, I have to confront things that I see as wrongs in my life. That was a wrong. So I said, you know what? I, I have to confront this fella. I have to say, this can't happen again. This cannot happen to me again. Question, did his wife know that you've seen him? You know what? I don't know. I mean... She was laying there. He he was legitimately climbing off of her. Oh, so that would that would probably be awkward when she see you. I can see her head being down and trying to skimmy by. No, no, you don't give a rat's ass about me. This same guy asked me, "Do I want to come come over for a barbecue?" Oh, <laughs> you know, same fucking guy, man. I like mean, you already see me naked. Why not? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've seen it all. I, I'm just trying to figure out what his end game is. What will be his next play? Hey, come over. You can bring the wife. Hey, man, ain't that kind of party? Oh, little swiggers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you it never was, know it was, what people are into. It was it was quite disturbing. I did not appreciate it. I did not like it, and um, I don't really want to ever see my neighbors banging. You know, not not middle aged non sexies. This, we, we're not talking about some, you know, two fucking hotties over there, you know? Yeah, I had some, I had some friends one time on vacation. We, they were sharing a room with another couple. It was like a group trip, but we had rented like a condo. So they had left early, and I, and I told them, I was like, when we get back to the house, I guarantee they're going to be having sex, because why would you leave early at, at the group function when we came back? And I was like, the, the, their door was wide open, and he was like on top of us, so I only did what the natural thing I could do was I jumped on top of them. Was, <laughs> oh, but you're a better man than me. I've actually been in the room. I mean, when I when I was in high school, I was a football player, and so we did a lot of uh, lunatic behavior. A lot of that shit that you see on TV, where you say, "Look at how these idiots act." That was me. That was us. I've sat in the room and watched guys go at it when i was younger you know i'm more mature now and it's not something i want to see but you know <laughs> it was the hot girl in high school what the fuck he didn't care i didn't care i'm sitting there I'm drinking some beers and they act like i'm not there we all spending the night in the same room anyway you know yeah. this this went on through through college so that was that that was no biggie back then yeah, no, I, I, I don't think I want to see anyone. I even have friends I used to watch like porn together. And I'm like, this is just weird. Five no. guys sitting down. Hold watching on, hold porn. on. Well, see, y'all, I have to say, that's insanity. I'm, <laughs> I'm not, I am not watching porn with any. Well, actually, to tell you the truth, I am a retired porn watcher. I just don't give a fuck about it anymore. It's just, <laughs> it, it's not something. That I could ever enjoy with my wife. She doesn't give a rat's ass about it. It's, it's, she's all she's going to tell me is that shit ain't happening here. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> I am not doing that. I don't care what you say. That shit's not happening. 
And you know what? To me, porn is very private. People have porn is for that part of your mind, the freak part of your mind. And see, everybody doesn't. And I, I never understood this on social media. Like where people would like certain things. Say you got a buddy and he's on your Instagram and he's just liking feet fucking pictures all day. that's none of your business that he's into feet but see there's no way on social media to really hide that from the world unless he decides I'm not getting involved with this activity see that's the thing about porn it's so much variety people could be into anything and that guy that puts that tape in he's saying this is what I like and you oh, know what? Yeah. You might have to look at his woman in the face and be like, "Oh shit!" So I have a friend who found her husband, uh, well, ex-husband now, but she found his uh, porn stash. Actually, her son found it, and when she went to go look at where her son found, it was the, it was like, it was big porn. It was like he liked watching porn of big girls. Oh, you mean so like uh, BBW? Yeah. So she, she's looking at it like, "What type of nastiness is you? Are you watching?" And she's a, she's different from what the type of porn he likes. So I was like, well, maybe he was hoping you could gain some more weight so you could be into his. Uh, the one he's trying to he pumping up with burgers and such. Uh, you know what? Yeah, it's, it's 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 a freaky situation with the porn. And me, I'm just it's it's who has a porn stash? Who the who fuck buys DVDs? This is the freest industry known to man. You getting right now in America, well, say worldwide, there is a national or worldwide scare against torrents, period. I don't give a damn if you download one song. This is just a scare. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. They're coming to get you. The government's going to get you. The government's going to get you. Porn, you could download that shit day and night. Nobody's coming to get you. So who yeah, the hell would literally go out and spend hard-earned money to buy a CD, a DVD, I said, did I say CD, a DVD <laughs> of porn, when it's the freest thing on the internet? Matter of fact, you have to be very careful. I was, you know, not too long ago, I was with my mother-in-law, and I went on Yahoo, and you know you put something in Yahoo search, and then you click on, you want an image? And the images went directly to, <laughs> and it was something innocuous. It was it wasn't nothing nasty. It was just, you know, Big Valley. You say you put in Big Valley, and the next thing you know, you click on images in Yahoo, and you're seeing Big Valley. Uh, yeah, I, I I I get it too. I, I, I people don't know this, but I changed my last name to Marcus a couple of years ago. So people walk around sometimes, and they just say, "Hey, Mr. Marcus," and I was like, "You want to call me that? You can just Google it." Yeah. As soon as they Google the image, they get all these scenes and uh, images, and it's like, now this is on my phone. (laughs) How do you get this off my phone? I just find it hilarious. I always tell people, just Google Mr. Marcus, so don't call me that, please. Yeah. So, you know, it's a a freaky thing, and um, I'm not against it. I'm no prude. If if that's what gets a couple in a romantic mood, you know, some wine, good dinner, blah, 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 and, and, you know, Watching some porn, that's for It just doesn't work in my household because it's unrealistic. Everything you yeah, see basically is unrealistic. And and I don't need to put that in my mind. I, I need to be able to say that the sex that I have with my woman is good enough for me. I don't need a chandelier, a trapeze, 
two midgets and a monkey. I just don't need all that shit. You know, and, 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 and if I watch you, you watch too much porn, all of a sudden you need all that shit. You need uh, the two monkeys, a midget, uh, a, a big pool, a car, and some kind of crazy scenario. And I don't, uh, you know, I'm a real man. I don't have time for that bullshit. Yeah, I think it was Terry Crews who said he was addicted to porn and uh, it almost ended his marriage. So I guess it's, it's, it's a such thing, but um, I, I can't. I'm not watching. I'm not a watching porn. I don't think I could watch porn with my girl or I'm definitely not watching porn with five guys. It's just not a no, it's not the same. Unless guys, you know, and they, I'm, I'm not against that type of thing, unless guys or into the guys, there is no reason to be into watching anything arousing with a group of other guys. Yeah, I remember going to one of my friends' houses one time, and just they sitting in the house watching porn. I was like, I'm out of here. This is this is not cool. I'm yeah. not I'm not sitting here watching porn with three guys. So it's not happening. No, I'm not either. It's just it's just not it's just not for me. Man, since we talked about porn, I was going to bring up something, but I'm I'm not going to even talk about that right now. Because oh, you can't uh, tease the people like that. Hmm? You can't tease the listeners like that. Okay, well, you know, I wanted to do an F, marry, kill, but now it seems like our minds is on one topic, so... Oh. <laughs> I'm I'm going to actually, I'm going to actually pass. You got anything that you wanted to discuss? Well, we already hit on everything that um, I had a... As far as the, the election and uh, the, the sports work realm, so if you want to go into the F Mary Kill, I'm, I'm fine with that. Okay, well we're gonna do a F Mary Kill then. The hell with it. Well we got Gabrielle Union, Queen Beyonce, and Rihanna. Oh man, I'll probably have to kill Gabrielle because. I just can't get with Gabrielle. Every everything I see in her is, is, is every time I go see a movie of hers is horrible. I'll probably have to marry Beyonce and fuck Rihanna because she's she just seems like the wild animal. Okay, well I'm I'm going a little direction, different direction. I'm killing Beyonce off the bat. <laughs> First of all, Beyonce's not my type. She's a little too big. Watch I, it. I, you might have some. You might have the beehives after you. Oh, yeah, well, Beyonce's got to go. She's getting killed, without a doubt. Rihanna, for the craziness, that's going to definitely be the one that I will be fucking. Gabrielle, I'm going to have to marry Gabrielle because, you know, Gabrielle is adorable. She's the most ladylike of the three to me. You know, uh, you know I think that, that, would be the better, that would be the better one. And she will stick up for you, cause uh, anybody that has something to say about Dwayne Wade, she's coming for their head. So, well, I want to throw a Spanish one out there too. I got J Lo, Rosaria Dawson, and Sofia Vergara. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's a tough one. I'll probably it was J Lo, Sofia, and Rosario. I'm gonna have to kill Rosario. No, I'm gonna have to marry Rosario. Kill Sophia. Marry J Lo. No, well, F J Lo. F J Lo. Sorry. Well, you know what? That took the fun out of it. I didn't know you was gonna answer just like me. Well, I'm gonna tell you why I'm killing Sophia. I couldn't take her voice for more than three seconds. <laughs> three seconds of Sophia Vergara, and yes, she's dead. 
Uh, Rosario, I love anyway. So I'm going to marry her. And Jennifer Lopez, she's J-Lo. So, you know, off of uh, her reputation and everything else, I'm going in that direction. So I'm assuming, since you don't like Sofia Vergara's uh, accent, you don't watch Modern Family. No, you know what? I used to love Modern Family the first four or five years. And then every damn episode of Modern Family, no matter how it starts... It ends up totally perfect at the end. And, you know, I don't like it. They don't even deal with real-life situations. Say that kid, the fat one. Oh, Manny. Manny. Manny would be getting his ass kicked every day in school. He wouldn't be the cool football player. I bet you by now he's dating a hot girl. <laughs> Do they have him dating a hot girl? No, no, not yet. They're still looking for love. But he's, he's out there trying. Yeah. And think about it. He's a freaky kid who dresses. He always dressed wrong for a child. He's He hangs around as like a 75-year-old man. He's like a 75-year-old man. You know, he's got the gay uncle, which, you know, if we're being realistic, every once in a while, if you have flamboyantly gay uncles like that, maybe even, I don't know, growing up in rich communities, but I'm going to tell you, in a poor community, you're going to have to do some fighting because of that. Those two uncles oh, yeah, would yeah. get you in. <laughs> you would learn to fight just because of those two uncles. Yeah, because you, you will get teased in the hood. You better believe it. You know, you know, maybe as things get high, but you know what? From what I see kids on TV and how they, you know, you see how they act and what happens to them. They do the same shit. They just have better toys. Uh, yeah. You know, they bully. They do all this, that, and the other. It's just that instead of getting a bus pass at 16... To still go to high school, they got a car. You know, they don't yeah. worry about dinner, things of that nature, but it's the same shit, man, you know? Just yeah. different zip codes. But they also have, like, a, they may have more drugs in their schools than, than we may have had in our hood. Well, they can afford everything. Let me ask you a question, man. I was, I was talking to my wife about this. I find it very interesting. I mean, I, I, got, I got very freaky habits. I'm a hotel. When I go to a hotel... I have one rule. I always clean the hotel. Like, you know how you, the next day when the maid comes or the uh, housekeeper comes? Yeah. I put everything in the room in order. I mean, everything. No clothes laid out. I don't make the bed. I leave that for her. But I bag all the garbage. Everything in the bathroom, I line it up. And if I had, shit, if I had a vacuum, I would vacuum the fucking room, to tell you the <laughs> truth. Um, because I just don't like to leave mess for other people. How do you, how do you, you know, because I, I go to Vegas a lot. And, then, you know, I see these social media pictures or I go to watch a YouTube video. And I watch people look like they did everything but shit on the floor. And they expect these poor women to come in there and clean it the next month. And it's their job and they have to do it. And they probably don't even tip. And I leave money, even though I clean the room every single day. I leave money. Yeah, I, I, I just learned that every day you should leave money. I, I normally was leaving money at the end of the trip, but someone was like, oh, that's not good because you might get a different housekeeper for me. And I'm like, oh, well, yeah, that, that actually makes sense now. So I haven't been doing that. But for me, I keep my hotel room in order. I mean, not to the stream of you, but I do put, like, all the garbage together in one area. I leave the towels on the floor for them. Like they request, but um, that's that's about it for me. Yeah, yeah, I uh, you know, I I find it funny. We don't 
And and if anybody's listening and you do it, I please need you to contact me and tell me that you do this because you're a very rare person and I need to give you a shout out. Nobody changes their fucking sheets every night and nobody in real life changes their towels every day. I don't even think a person changes. I mean, I don't change. You know, you can call me filthy or not. I don't change my fucking washcloth every day. Sometimes I don't even use a washcloth that day. I'm a dude. I take a I take the soap to my hand and put it on my body. I'm not a three year old. I don't use no fucking washcloth to wash my ass. I use a poofy, so. Yeah, you know what? There is nothing wrong at all with men owning loofahs. <laughs> I loofah. You know what? I like to keep my skin fresh. I like my, to keep my, my feet tease soft. me all the time about it. No, man, it's nothing. It's actually, I wanted to say this to people. You're out there, don't get ripped off. I'm going to give you a tip. I'm a heavily tattooed person. Heavily tattooed. We talking from neck down, basically. Not everywhere, but neck down. Legs, arms, back, chest. Two full sleeves, blah, blah, blah. You do not have to spend an extra dime of your money getting any lotions, oils, or that bullshit that you see online that's going to revive, revitalize, or keep your tattoos brand new. All you need is a good bar of soap and a loofah. And then lotion your ass every day and your tat- and have good tattoos to begin with. Oh, have but again, good just run to the corner store and get tattoos? Yeah, yeah. If you get, if you were going to Billy Bob... Put it this way, if you go to a tattoo artist that has discounts, okay, this is 50% off Monday, don't get a fucking tattoo there. There is no 50% off Mondays at tattoo parlors. They're artists. They're lazy motherfuckers who don't like to open up to crazy ass hours. They like to make you wait. And they also like to charge you for their time. They're like lawyers of tattoos. You know, lawyers don't give you 50%, 25% off. If you see them on the side of a bus, you got a shitty lawyer. If you go to a tattoo parlor that says 30%, 25% off, half off, they're shitty tattoo artists. Tattoo yeah, artists been, don't I, do that. I should have known you when I was 17 years old. For, I would have saved getting that crappy-ass tattoo that I had to get redone like three times. Everything when we was working together, I had to, or one of our coworkers draw something so I could put it around it to make it look a little better than what it had looked when I first got it. Oh, yeah, I actually have a tattoo from that young lady, too. See, that's another rule that I have for tattoos. Let your thing be original. Let it be your own. Don't let it be something that you got off a wall. Or if you do get it off a wall as a flash art, you can ask some tattoo artists, could they retire the piece for you? They, I've had three pieces right now that are retired from a tattoo parlor, which means that tattoo artist doesn't even have the stencil anymore to do the tattoo. But see, my artist respected me enough because we brought him tons of business, and I'm not the only one in my crew who's one of those head-to-toe guys. You know, we've been getting tattoos since we were boys and through our 30s and 40s. You know, I just got a new tattoo uh, a couple of months ago. Right before I went to Vegas, I got a tattoo. I would like to get another one, but now I'm at the point where I need to find an artist that's reliable, that can actually do good work, and I don't care about the price. Yeah, freehand. 
they have to be able to draw freehand. If you go to their store and they pop up a laptop to get the design offline, get up, turn your back, go out the door. You're in New York City, man. Tattoo artists are a dime a dozen in Alphabet City, The Village, even on 23rd Street. I mean, you can find them. You, you know, it's like anything else. You, you don't go to a shitty barber. You don't go to a barber that Zeke's your friends. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had to, over here, they had, we had a men's grooming place. It was supposed to be like this fancy barbershop men's grooming. They do your nails, feet, whatever. So when you come in, you get a bottle of champagne. So I got a $100 gift card to that. Worst haircut I've ever had in my life, and it cost me about $35. My hairline was not, my hairline was gone, basically. I had to let my hair grow out for a month before I could go back to the barber shop to, to get it fixed. That's how bad it was. Yeah, nobody wants to get Zeke by the barber, man. Yeah, then they closed down, so I actually lost money. You know why? Because word of mouth got out, and it was like, you want to go over there and get your shit fucked up? He'll do it for you. You know, yeah, I, the only thing I hated, I was like, I had a hundred dollar gift card. I spent thirty five. I was like, the owner knew she wasn't paying her rent, so uh, why were you still selling gift cards? That was the drum up business, you know. Don't care, cattle call them in. Let's make yeah. let's make our money real quick and run. Ned, do me a favor, man. Give out some of our information to the people. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you enjoyed our show, please like our Facebook page and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. The handle is at NetBoyDoc. That's at NetBoyDoc. We would like to make this an interactive podcast where you can jump in on the conversation and share your point of view. We'll be posting topics for discussion and letting you know when to expect a new episode. If you have any questions or comments, you can hit us up on our social media or via email at NetBoyDoc at gmail.com. That sounds fantastic. It's been my pleasure dealing with you people today, doing my best to be entertaining. Net man, as always, man, you know I love talking to you, my brother. Same here, man. And uh, we're not going to be one of those podcasts that's like, you know, every once in a blue moon. No, we're going to be a steady stream. You could expect to hear from us at least once a week. You know, we want to build up you as an audience to rely on us to be entertaining and we want to entertain you. It's been our pleasure. You have a great day. Peace.